you desire to attend Bible college or seminary, but know that it would be incredibly difficult to uproot your family and move somewhere? Maybe you desire to attend seminary, but you don't want to leave your local congregation. Let me tell you about my seminary, Whitfield Theological Seminary. Whitfield is a conservative, confessional, classical, reformed seminary who wants to come alongside congregations and assist them in raising up a pastor. The training of a minister should be done alongside of a congregation. Whitfield offers online classes so that you can fulfill your calling without having to move your family or abandon your church. Go check them out at www.reformed.info. That is www.reformed.info. Tell them you heard about them on The Daily Brew. We at The Daily Brew take the Bible and the study of it very seriously. Have you ever wondered where we or our special guests go when we want to dive into God's Word more deeply? We go to Logos, the best Bible software available. From in-depth word studies in the original languages to commentaries from scholars, both new and old. There are lexicons and grammars and sermons and collected works of heroes of the faith. And even ancient texts for the serious Bible students. Never before has so many great tools been bundled together into one software. To learn more about this incredible ministry, call 888-390-7341. That's 888-390-7341. While you're there, go ahead and tell them that you heard about this incredible software on The Daily Brew. Listen up, Daily Brew subscribers and listeners. I want to tell you about our newest partner, Audio Blocks and Video Blocks. They're an incredible resource if you're looking for background footage, background audio. We use them for all our video and audio uh, needs. If you're needing background clips, if you're needing short footage for any video that you're making for your business or your church, or just looking for background noises for putting something together, they have everything you need, a huge selection. You have to go check them out. Go check them out at audioblocks.com or videoblocks.com. Are you looking for something fun to do on these hot summer days? Are you looking for something fun for the whole family? Go check out Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies. This has been rated the number one aquarium in the country. If you're looking to waddle with the penguins or sleep with the sharks, this is the place for you. For an up-close view, check out their glass-bottom boat. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies has something for the whole family. For more information, go to ripleyaquariums.com. You are busy. You are always on the go. But are you making time for you? The Y is dedicated to helping you stay active, live better, and find the best possible version of you. From basketball courts to functional training space, indoor pools, and yoga studios, the best of Knoxville is right in your backyard. Group classes and personal trainers that will challenge and encourage you. The Y has something for everyone. Join the Y and get unlimited access to all five locations. From the heart of downtown Knoxville to Farragut and Halls, all with no contracts. For a better us.
This is The Daily Brew. Pleasure to be with you. So, you have a new two-volume series out on justification. Um, what made you, or what motivated you, want to write uh, this, uh, this, these two volumes, or what, uh, why do you think it's important to write these now? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, um, I was asked to part of a series, uh, New Studies in Dogmatics, uh, which is a really fun series to be a part of. And uh, they let me pick which one I wanted to do and, and sort of nudge me in the direction of what I wanted to do anyway. Uh, of course, I've been thinking about preaching about teaching about justification uh, my whole adult life. And uh, it was, uh, I, you know, I've written on it in various places, but it was great for me to be able to spend a lot of time poring over the sources, trying to understand um you know this idea that that uh a monk in the 16th century discovered something that evidently the whole church had never seen until uh Martin Luther came along i wanted to debunk that and that and uh you know look more closely at the history and then also try to make a contemporary justification of justification in our own day mm. amen Another uh, another question we had uh, in regards to that is that it seems like some try to argue that modern evangelicals um, take their view of justification from the Reformation rather than going back to the patristics or the early church. Mm-hmm. Um, in this book, you kind of uh, dive into the early church um, and show how they had the same, and this wasn't something that was created in the Reformation. Can you explain how this is something that's rooted uh, even before the Reformation, but the reformers tried to uh, go back to that. Sure. I, I think there are two, two wrong ways to go here, and, and both are historically flawed. One is uh, to, you know, the typical Roman Catholic response, which is that um, that this was unknown until Martin Luther came along, and uh, the great church never taught the doctrine of justification the way Martin Luther did. The other approach is to say, that uh, it, it was taught in the early church uh, as clearly as it was in the Reformation. And both are ahistorical, non-historical ways of approaching it. As with all great doctrines, um, you know, it, it takes all of us individually, and it certainly took the church historically uh, a long time, to really understand um, the great gigantic, mysterious truths of Scripture, um, even the simplest ones. And often it took heresy. Uh, The heretics came along and said uh, erroneous things about uh, who God is and uh, who Christ is, and the church formulated its uh, orthodox teaching accordingly, and that's how we get the, 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 the councils and creeds. But really, um, in the 
so you don't really get a clearly formulated doctrine of justification uh, the way the, the, the Reformation, you get it so clearly in the Reformation, in the early church fathers. Instead, what you get is uh, several core principles that are essential, are nuclear to the Reformation doctrine of justification that the medieval church rejected and the early church fathers, many of them at least, embraced. So that's what I wanted to show. I didn't want to, you know, make us uh, uh, that wrong move of saying the church fathers taught a clear doctrine of justification by the sole imputation of Christ's righteousness. But what I found was even uh, before Augustine, the great church father of grace, even before Augustine and his battle with the Pelagians, you, you find a number of church fathers, including church fathers in the East, who are clearly affirming that uh, we are justified immediately the moment we believe and only through faith, so sola fide, through faith alone, that justification is a declaration that we're righteous because we're in Christ, because of the righteousness of Christ alone, through faith alone, and that we have that, uh, that righteousness the moment we believe. So there are... I mean, it's sort of like, you know, if you're making chocolate chip cookies, those are the big ingredients. Those are the chocolate chips, the flour, and the sugar. Uh, now, did they say this is the official doctrine of justification? This is a chocolate chip cookie? Uh, no, but I think, you know, you take it out of the oven and it's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that I start with this idea of the great exchange which you find in the earliest layers of the church fathers. And, you know, what does it mean to say that we're justified? It means to say that my rags are stripped off of me and Christ's righteousness is put upon me. The sort of image you have in Zechariah 3. Uh, it means that my sins are placed on Christ and his merits are given to me. That is the great exchange. And man, is that all over the place in the church fathers. So if that's the essence, and Martin Luther and John Calvin, they, they said that is the essence of justification. If that is really what we're talking about, then yes, that is very clearly and pervasively in the church fathers. Next question was actually about Dionysius, <laughs> the Epistle of Dionysius and the Great Exchange. So, yeah. um, and, and why that's so significant. So, absolutely, yes. The, the, our righteousness is, uh, our sinfulness is exchanged for Christ's righteousness. Amen. Um, now, what, what, what you don't find, I should throw in here, uh, I have a, quite a, a contrast that I draw between Origen, uh, the third century church father, and Irenaeus, who lived 50 years before Origen. There you have, you couldn't possibly have two more diametrically opposed theologies. And those theologies continue all the way into uh, the whole history of the church. Irenaeus defends a very historical uh, view of the fall into sin, uh, Christ's uh, uh, saving work being credited to us, 
Origen, on the other hand, has a very uh, Greek, uh, philosophical, platonic, even Gnostic view of salvation. And uh, so Origen, uh, he, he just can't comprehend. I go through his whole commentary on Romans. He can't comprehend those places where Paul says that we're justified by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, apart from all of our merits. Origen just gets flummoxed at those points and says he can't possibly mean what he's saying here. Mm. Amen. That's very helpful. Well, we always try to toss in one or two fun questions about you uh, or whoever we're interviewing. So one of the first questions is, what was one of the best books or the best book you read in uh, 2018? It could be fiction, theology, anything at all. (laughs) I need to read more fiction. Uh, I have a stack of fiction books that I haven't even uh, gotten to. I think probably, um, well, toward the top of that list would be John Barclay's uh, book, Paul and the Gift, uh, on Paul's theology that I I found really helpful, in fact, as I was working on this book. Um, Yeah, probably that would be be one of the best for me. Mm. Amen. And then another fun question for uh, for the listeners of last So, uh, who have you could name the work of your spiritual heroes? One of the guys who's uh, uh, or, or anyone at all. Who are some of the handful of the people who have really influenced you over time? Dead or alive? Uh, let's go with both. <laughs> <laughs> Dead, I would say. Um, next, next to the reformers themselves, uh, and pretty close to them. In, in my uh, estimation, would be Irenaeus. Uh, I just I mentioned him. I, I the more I've read Irenaeus, I started reading him decades ago. But the more I read him, the more I just am amazed at how this guy so early in the church's history he was a disciple of Polycarp, who was a disciple of the Apostle John. This guy, in his against heresies especially, is so articulate, not only in going up against the Gnostic heretics, namely those who denied that Christ uh, had come in the flesh and he'd redeemed us so that we would be raised bodily at the end of history. Those, when he, not only in his his, uh, rejection of the heretics, but in his positive statement of the whole teaching of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, uh, Irenaeus' uh, against heresies just has to be, I think, the most overlooked and the most important uh, book uh, in in church history uh, until the time of, of the Reformers. Mm. Amen. Well, Dr. Horgan, thank you so much for taking time to join the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a, it's a real pleasure for me, too. Thanks for all your work.